We are doing History 101. Let's talk about the Earth during Pangaea. Let's roll. Good afternoon, class. About to say good morning. It is not the morning. Thank you for coming back to your history lesson. And today is pretty short and sweet, but it is a really interesting um, topic at hand. We're going to talk about what the Earth was like during the time of Pangaea. Now, if you don't know what Pangaea is, we're going to go over some of that. The first one I put up there was American Museum of Natural History talking about the power of plate tectonics. And we're also going to pull from lifescience.com to talk about facts about the supercontinent, as it was called. So Pangaea. 30 million years ago was one, basically is the name for one giant continent, North America, South America, Africa, Antarctica, most of Europe. Everything was one giant blob of landmass, thanks to, um, what do you call it, plate tectonics, we eventually shifted. But the ocean was known as Panthalassa because there really wasn't a, there wasn't specific oceans. It was one giant one, right? So the explanation of it is the tectonics and that the outer shell is broken up of several plates that slide over Earth's rocky shell known as the mantle. Over the course of the 4.5 billion year history, several supercontinents have formed and broken up. And as a report, as a result of churning and circulation, uh, of the Earth's mantle, which makes up 84% of volume, this breakup of formation ended up altering the planet's history. So, what else do we know? More than a century ago, the scientist named Alfred Wagner proposed the notion of an ancient supercontinent, which he named Pangaea, either with an extra A in there somewhere. Uh, the first and most obvious was that the continents fit together like a tongue and groove. Now, if you guys are woodworkers or engineers, you know what that means. That means that it slides in perfectly and it fits. So really, the Earth fit each other in this one giant thing, right? Um, another telltale hint that Earth's continents were all one landmass comes from the geologic record. Coal deposits found in Pennsylvania have similar compositions in places such as Poland, Great Britain, and even Germany. So this indicates that at some point, everything was overlapping. The orientation of magnetic minerals in, ge in geologic sediments reveals how the magnetic poles have migrated as well. If you guys know from our other science classes that the Earth is on an axis, the magnetic poles kind of keep it where it's supposed to be, but they have been shifting for long periods of time. So they're not exactly where they were, say, I don't know, a million years ago, a billion years ago. In the fossil record, identical plants such as extinct fern known as Glossopteris are found all over different continents. Mountain chains like the Appalachians and the Atlas Mountains, the uh, prior in the US, the latter in Morocco, Algeria, and Tunisia, are all part of what was called the Central Pangaea Mountains. So guys, Pangaea really was the world before the world became the world. What this means is, well, you didn't have so many different habitats per se. Yes, you had hot, you had cold, you had desert-like, you had forest-like, but everything was so together 
that this is why so many animal species are similar, so many plant species are similar, so many weather patterns are similar. People will say that places like Spain or Greece, because of the coastline, is sometimes similar to the coast we have over here in California. Why? Similar areas give the similar weather. Now, is it the same weather? No, not necessarily. Is it generally there's similar uh, points? Yeah. When you live on the coast, you get more ocean breeze. You get more wind. You get more, you know, you unfortunately get more earthquakes on our end. On the Spanish coast and, and Greece, you get similar because you're on the water. The closer you are to the water, the stronger the uh, elements are. But it's kind of neat, right? So the word Pangea comes from the word pan in Greek, meaning all, and Gaia, meaning earth. If you guys know from, I think, Norse mythology, that was Thor's mother's name. She was Mother Earth, basically. Um, so, yeah, there you go. All Earth. Everything was Earth. The supercontinent formed through a gradual process spanning a few hundred million years. Um, so they broke down some more. Uh, let's talk of the climate now, because I was talking a lot about it a minute ago. Having one landmass made for different climactic cycles, for instance, the interior, more dry because it was landlocked, and the exterior might have got more of the rain and the moisture. Makes sense, right? Now, the coal deposits we talked about before that are found in U.S. and Europe reveals that there were parts, as I mentioned, that were similar to what you would call an Amazon or Amazonian-style jungle. Um, the coal, according to um, one of the scientists here, uh, says the coal proves that there was plentiful life on land. Um, climate models confirm that the continental interior of Pangaea was extremely seasonal, according to a 2016 article. And the researchers in this study used biological and physical data from something called the Moradi Formation, a region of layered paleosis fossil soil, in northern Niger to reconstruct the ecosystem and climate during the time. So they compare the African Namib Desert and Lake Erie in Australia. Similar things. Why? Because that part of the landmass was probably close to each other. So again, lots of interesting things. Now we get to the animals, as I said. So during the Permian period, insects such as beetles and dragonflies flourished as did the predecessor of mammals, known as the synapsids. But the existence of Pangaea overlapped with the worst mass extinction in history, the Permian-Triassic, also called the Great Dying. It caused 96% of all marine and 70% of all terrestrial species to go extinct. What this changed into was seeing a rise of animals like crocodiles, birds, and reptiles, including the pterosaurs, the pterodactyls, and all the related species. 230 million years ago, some of the earliest dinosaurs, including the theropods, the, the big guys we're talking about, large carnivorous dinosaurs, and some other species as well. So what's interesting about it is that the animals may have similar, the animals today that we have have similar aspects, but because of the extinction event that happened, we probably lost a large chunk of fauna that we would have, that we may have still had or may have evolved had we not gotten that. I mean, 96, almost all marine species were wiped out 
and a nice big chunk of land species died as well. So is that why the dinosaurs were so, uh, you know, uh, um, plurific? I think that's the right word. Um, uh, during the time, it's quite possible. It's quite possible that they grew so fast and so large and so various because all the other creatures that were there ended up dying off. Now, the cycle in history, we're going to kind of, I think, wrap it up around here. The, the current configuration of our continents is unlikely to be the last, meaning scientists feel that our Earth will continue to change and continents will shift. We already see that happening in some areas of the U.S. where things are going underwater due to climate change or how the earthquake and the plates are changing the land masses. So it's not so crazy. Supercontinents, as I said earlier, have formed several times throughout history obviously splitting off into different ones. Australia right now is inching towards Asia, and a portion of Africa is peeling off from the rest of the continent. There you go. That being said, based on the emergence of other supercontinents, it appears that supercontinents occur around every 750 million years, according to a 2012 study. Most scientists believe that the supercontinent cycle is largely driven by circulation dynamics in the mantle, according to a 2010 article. That's a very fancy way of saying what I just said earlier. When you get an earthquake, when you get a monsoon, a hurricane, a tornado, when you get a natural disaster, that greatly shifts the earth. Now, on top of that, the earth is already moving as it goes. So you're never really stopping the process, which is why every 750 million years, which seems like a lot, but in the life of earth, it's a very small chunk of time period. So this happens more often than you would think. And lastly, beyond that, they say the deals get a little bit fuzzy. While heat formed in the mantle comes from radioactive decay of unstable elements like uranium, scientists cannot agree on whether there are many pockets of heat flow or the entire shell is like a conveyor belt that is moving. Now, there is some more recent research you can look up on here. They made some 3D simulations. Uh, a lot of scientists have been putting together what they think the future of it is going. But this is a lot of stuff, class. So if you want more specifics, let me know. We can break this down into many classes and do individual parts. That is cool. The American Natural History Museum uh, website is great. It tells you how plate tectonics work. So if you want to get a little more detail there. But wow. Earth at Pangea was crazy. We know that everything now is so connected. United States and Europe have similar life. They have similar weather patterns. Africa and Australia have similar and physical geographic locations. So it's not surprising that the Earth continues to do this because the Earth is, for all purposes, a living being always changing. Now you add into the fact of stuff like climate change and all of that, which we did as a species, more or less. But some could say that some of that stuff happens as the as Earth changes. Remember, we don't know exactly where Earth and everything came from because the theory of the Big Bang is that it came out of nothing. But the question is, who made the nothing before the Big Bang? And then you have stuff like string theory and all of that. So you have a lot of uh, reasoning as to how the world came to what it is. But what we can know from the information here is that the Earth continues to rotate, continues to change. And who knows? 
decades, millennium later, after we are gone, the earth is probably going to look like something we would never, ever imagine. So class, thank you so much. Hopefully you got some good notes down. If you have any questions or any comments, let me know. Thank you everybody who's watching on live. If not, hit us up on YouTube, Twitch, and, <clears throat> excuse me, YouTube and Twitch. Gonna do that backwards again. Hit that bell. You'll be notified when we go live. Again, I hope you enjoy the classes. And if you want, um, I'm gonna actually find the link. I'll pop it up. We have our classes and session t-shirts. Go ahead, pick one of those up. You can really be part of class and do all that as well. So as always, guys, thank you for watching. Stay curious. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole new set of fun. Bye, guys.